What's up, everybody? It's Jaren from the Hockey Podcast Network's newest show, the Windy City Benders Podcast. My co-host Tanner and I bring our unique takes on Blackhawks hockey. Us on this show have been a, a pro Carlton guy. for He's the right coach for the situation. Giving it to our rivals. That's one of the things that kind of sucks. I wish we would have had the Blues in our division this year because our trash. As well as bringing in some guests from the NHL. Please welcome to the show, goaltender Scott Darling. The Eagle himself, Ed Belfort. Brian Bickle. David Boland. Letter Kenny. The, the show started out with uh, basically a, a beer league hockey team. And anybody who loves the game. Find us on all your favorite podcast apps. Grab your peanuts and popcorn because baseball is back. That's right. Teams are getting back onto the diamond this week. Last year's season sure was different, but that doesn't mean it lacked excitement. And this year is supposed to be even better. DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you on the field with a free shot at a share of millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried yet, fantasy baseball is easy to play. Just pick 10 players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for hits, runs, strikeouts, and much more. There's no better way to put your baseball knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars throughout the week. But if fantasy, if baseball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy golf action for this weekend's tournament. With millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN to get a free shot at a share of millions of dollars with your first deposit deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Kings fans and hockey fans, and welcome to episode 33 of season two of the Kingston, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Lots to talk about in this episode as we're going to talk everything in the know right now about the LA Kings. Of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here on again, episode 33 of season two of the Kingston. It feels like it's been a while since I've talked to you guys. You know, it's been weird with uh, a few days off in the Kings schedule, but Last episode, we just talked about the first game against San Jose, the tough loss. Now, we got to start by talking about the loss Wednesday night against San Jose Sharks as the LA Kings fell 4-2 to the San Jose Sharks on Wednesday night. And you know, Kings put everything they could out there. Again, it was a tough loss. They just made a few mistakes, but they threw everything at Marty Jones in this game. But again, Marty Jones stood on his head for the Sharks. He's playing well. The Sharks are not playing bad hockey right now, but... They're getting great great goaltending, and the Kings just made too many mistakes 
as well there are a lot of positives but they're just making too many mistakes right now and this is a team that still has a shot at the, at the standings they have fallen to six right now as Arizona's playing some good hockey lately but St. Louis is struggling at, St. Louis is struggling lately they just got swept by the Ducks so like anything could happen but let's talk about this game against San Jose quickly as again your Kings lost four to two and again Marty Jones stood on his head. What was it? The last game against San Jose or the game before that? The Kings put up 42 shots. Kings put up a season-high 44 shots in this game. And Marty Jones made 42 saves. He was just playing like he had, uh, like he did a few years ago. Just Kings threw everything at him and just could not get anything or more. Just couldn't get up enough past Marty Jones, I guess. But head coach Thomas Lullen, he said that there was a few too many mistakes and you got to try to score. Just, it, it's tough, man. Like, special teams are struggling a little bit as well right now, but it's just a tough loss against a team that's below you. And I've said you have to beat the teams that are below you. And now, now it's getting a little closer because of a couple tough, couple tough losses. But anyways, uh, in this game, 0-0 after the first period. Kings outshot the Sharks 13-6 to in the first period, but Marty Jones, you know, made a couple good saves. The Kings had a couple good chances, but they just couldn't get anything past them in the first, per- per- first period. Yeah, but uh, Cal Peterson, quiet first period, just 6-for-6 six six on saves, as was 0-0 zero zero after the first period. But then you get to the second period. That's where some, some scoring happens. Just over two minutes in, uh, ballers... Uh, Balsers, sorry, scores his third of the year on a slap shot past Cal Peterson. That made it one to nothing from Sor- from Sorensen and Gambrel. That made it one to nothing for the Sharks at the time. And then back and forth action. Uh, there was no penalties in the second period, I believe, but it was back and forth action. Kings outshot the Sharks sixteen to twelve in the second period. So lots of shots in the second period. Lots of action, but a few minutes. Uh, with just over 14, just under 14 minutes into the period, Evander Kane, his 13th of the year on a wrist shot past Cal Peterson, who was, who just didn't have quite of a chance on this one, uh, Kane's 13th of the year from Burns and LeBlanc, or LeBanc, that made it 2 to nothing at the time. But you know, you have a bad period, you're down 2 to nothing. You have to do what you can to try to get back into the game and to have some momentum going into the third period. And the Kings, honestly, they did that in this game because with 13 seconds left, Ayafalo gets his eighth of the year on a tip-in from Dustin Brown and Drew Doughty. That made it 2-1 to one at the time, and that's a big goal because that gives you momentum going into the third period, going into the period that you need to make your comeback. And so I was pumped when that happened because, again, momentum is such a huge thing. And to score a goal... Like that, it like late in a period like that to give you momentum going into the third period. That is huge, and that's great to see. But I follow his eighth of the year again from Brown and Doughty, and you know, I follow trade bait. You don't know what could happen here. Like his days in LA could be numbered. There's still a few days. Uh, there's only a, a what is it? A week? Oh no, over a week. Just over a week till the trade deadline. Like a lot, a lot, a lot could happen uh Doughty it was his 19th of the year we'll talk about him in a second because there's a lot to talk about with him as well but it goes to the third period and this is what kills you 
I just said, you score late in the third period to give you momentum. Oh, sorry, you score late in the second period to give you momentum to go into the third period. What gets rid of that right away? Allowing a goal 21 seconds into the third period. That's how you lose it right away. And it's shitty, but that's what happened. As Evander Kane gets his 14th of the year on a tip-in, 21 seconds into the third period. That made it 3-1 for the Sharks at the time. And then, under two minutes later, Hurdle scores his 9th of the year. Thomas Hurdle, his 9th of the year. Uh, gets one past Cal Peterson. And you know, that absolutely kills your momentum right there. Just kills it. Done. Like, you... You do all you can to try to get back in the game late in the second. You score one. Try to get yourself some momentum going into the third period. And you lose it right away. You'll lose it right away. Allowing two goals right at the start of the third period. So Sharks were up 4-1 to one at the time. Uh, just a couple minutes after that though. Um, Kempe gets his 12th of the year from Doughty and Velarde. That made it 4-2. to two, So you're trying to chip back away into the game at that point. But... By that point, it's too little too late, man. And, like, yeah, you can say, oh, there's still 15 minutes to go. But when you get your momentum killed like that, it's tough to come back. It's really, really tough to come back. Good to see Kempe get his 12th of the year. But, again, he's a guy that's just so streaky. And uh, Doughty and Velarde the assist. Velarde making his way out of the doghouse a little bit. Uh, Doughty, again, we'll talk about it in a second. But tough loss for your LA Kings as they lose 4-2 to in this game. Uh, LA outshot the Sharks 15 to 10 in the third period, and like I said, 44 to 28 in the game. Marty Jones just stood on his head. 42 saves. He is playing. He's playing great hockey for the Sharks right now, and and also you take a penalty late in the third period that costs you as well. Jeff Carter takes a high sticking penalty late in the third period. I know he has been playing hockey well of late. He has not, he has not had a great March as March is just coming to an end here, but. I see people clamoring for buyout with Jeff Carter. I just don't see it. But could he get traded? Maybe you have to return salary, obviously. He has been struggling of late. Uh, the way it goes, man. That's just the way it goes sometimes. But, again, tough loss for your LA Kings. That's to lose 4-2 to the San Jose Sharks. Uh, a couple things about this game. Penalty kill, still great. San Jose 0 for 3 on the power play. Kings haven't allowed a power play goal in 9 games. That's awesome. Power play, that has struggled. 0 for 2 in this game. You have to take advantage when teams give you the power play opportunities. And it has struggled of late. Very physical game. This was uh, San Jose out hit your Kings 34 to 28 in this game. But 28, that's a big number for this Kings team. As... They don't put up hits very often. That's a big number for them to put up. And we'll talk about some rough stuff in a second because we'll just talk about it in a second. I'll leave it. That's for after we talk about the game. Kings, too many giveaways in this game as well. Eight giveaways is just too many in this game. Uh, but let's, like I said, Doughty, two assists. Two assists, three hits. Sorry, three shots, two hits. 27-29 of ice time. Like, Drew Doughty's playing like an absolute stud this season. And people are finally starting to notice it that he's regaining form. Again, he's having an absolutely outstanding year. I believe after Wednesday, he was fourth in the league in defensemen and scoring or something like that. He was way up there in scoring for defensemen. He's up. Let's just see. What's he at now? 
Drew Doughty, he's at 27 points in 32 games. He's having a great, great year. He's having an, an outstanding year. And people are finally starting to recognize it. And it's just awesome, awesome, awesome to see. Let's just see here quickly. After Wednesday's game, he was fourth in defensive scoring. Now he's fifth in defensive scoring with those 27 points. And he leads the league in ice time. Like, he's having a great year, Drew Doughty. And people are starting to recognize it again. And honestly, it's great to see. It's awesome to see. Uh, I mentioned Gabe, Gabe Velarde. Back out of the doghouse a little bit. An assist in this game. He has assists in back-to-back games now. He was back up to just under 12 minutes of ice time in this game. He's kind of getting out of the doghouse a little bit. And that's awesome to see as well. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Dustin Brown, seven shots in this game. Like, you've got to put everything towards the net as you can. Everyone, every single LA King recorded at least a shot in this game. Only Matt Roy, Trevor Moore, Gabe Velarde, and Curtis Mc- Curtis McDermott and Carl Grundstrom had less had one shot. Everyone else had multi shot games. The Kings put everything at Marty Jones, and Marty Jones just played well. And sometimes that happens, man. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you run into a good goaltender, and that's the way. That's just the way it goes. Sometimes that's. But again, it was a tough four two loss for your LA Kings to the San Jose Sharks again. Uh, there are teams that are. Teams that are below you, you have to beat them. You just have to beat them. But just talking about the game quickly, uh, head coach Tom McClellan said just talking about allowing goals off the rush and such. He said, he said that was as poor as our rush coverage as I've seen from our group, our group of D and our forwards. Set up, set up some outnumbered rushes by poor game management. We were impatient. We weren't scoring. We had some chances, but we weren't scoring. We got impatient. This. And they stung us, stung us for it. It's a tough lesson to learn. We just didn't handle the rush at all. We had some really poor performances back there in that area. And it's true. The, the rush defense was poor in this game. It really did struggle. And then just talk about 5-on-5 five five scoring, which the Kings have struggled with scoring of lately. I believe it's 6 of the last 7 games. They've had 2 goals or fewer. And just speaking of that, uh, head coach Tom Holland said... We've been able to be productive on the power play most of the season. I don't know what we were tonight. Maybe two opportunities, and we had better looks tonight than we had other night. Than we had the other night. When it's just, when it's just, when it's not there for you, you can't score every night. It's impossible. It's never happened. So the five on five game, five on five play has to improve. Quite frankly, I think if we defend better, we score three. It's just the way it goes sometimes. We defended so poorly, we had to open things up, and they kept scoring. I'm not concerned about our lack of finish around the net. We had a lot of chances. It comes and goes. I'm concerned about our defending and our ability to, to defend the rush, how we created some of the problems at the back end. And he's right. Like, yeah, the scoring's a little, a little struggling right now. Like, it's struggling a little bit. But it's the... It's the defending the rush was really been the struggle in this game and the struggle lately. It was it was really tough to watch actually at some points. Like the Kings were despite out shooting the Sharks, the Kings were kind of chasing a lot all night. Like the rush wasn't very good and it was tough. Like it was just a tough game for your LA Kings. But you know, they got to put it behind them as they're in the midst of four days off right now. That game was Wednesday night. 
Then they had four days. They got to charge the batteries a little bit, reset the batteries a little bit. As they had four days off, they don't play again till tonight at home against your Las Vegas against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. The first of two against Vegas, and then again another two against San Jose on the weekend. So the week schedule coming up is tonight against Vegas, Wednesday night against Vegas, and then two more back to back Monday and Tuesday, or sorry. Friday night and Saturday night, sorry, against San Jose. I'm getting ahead of myself there. So another, the homestand continues. The homestand continues. You got two against Vegas. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. The two against Vegas are on the road, and then the two against San Jose are at home. That is my bad. So LA is back on the road to take on Vegas. Sorry about that. My confusion there. But then over these courses, a few things have happened over uh the few days off that the Kings have had. By the way, I think it's great for the LA Kings to get some days off, get some, get relaxed a little bit, take some time off. Like, like I said, Drew Doughty is leading the league in ice time. He needs, he needs a few days off. He's got to take advantage of these few days off. But the other day, there was the Kings State of the Franchise, which is an event for fan for the high ups of the team. Rob Blake talks at it. Head coach Todd McClellan talks at it, and some of the big wigs around the team that I've mentioned before. Cheeseman and such talk about it, talking about the Kings and what's happened. And some of the bigger takeaways of it was some things that we've heard before. But one of the big things was the Kings might allow fans at games soon. That is big. It'll be in pods. It'll be like what a lot of arenas are doing, allowing fans just in little pods. And that's awesome. Like you got, you got to be safe, but you got to do when you can, what you can to get fans at buildings. See, a lot of teams are allowing fans now. I believe. In Canada, they're not going to have fans, obviously. But if you look at the teams in the States, I believe it's only five or six teams still that don't allow fans anymore. And the Kings are one of them. But they're close to allowing fans. They're hoping by the end of the season, they are going to allow fans at the games. And that's awesome to see. Uh, head coach Rob Blake also pretty much came out and said that he's in the market for size on the back end. And that's something that the Kings don't have. Is the defense core has had a pretty good year for the most part. And there's a lot of growth to it, Mikey Anderson, Matt Roy, Tobias Bornfoot, etc. But to have someone a little bigger up there, a little taller up there, might help out as well. Whether it's going to be a veteran or I try to snag a younger guy from someone, that is yet to be seen. But I don't mind that as well. And then just talk about the OHL a little bit. They came out and said, management came out and said, the two biggest surprises they've had so far are Kupari and Fajimo and seeing their growth. And we've talked about it a little bit. Kupari got his chance. So far, he got his one game this season. Fajimo is not far behind, and the like they're playing great hockey for the Ontario Reign. And the Kings have every right to be proud of them and see them as surprises because their growth has come a long way, and they're going to be cornerstones on this team for a long time. And Rob Blake just talked about the how the fans, the clamor for the play the kids movement. He said, "Look at it like this. Yeah, there's a lot of kids." But look at it like this. Look at Mikey Anderson. Look at Tobias Bornfoot. Look at Matt Roy. Look at Sean Walker. A lot of these guys, Tobias, or what was it? Tobias Bornfoot and Mikey Anderson came into the league with a combined nine games, or came into the season with a combined nine games played. Matt Roy and Sean Walker both came into the season with under 100 games in their career. It's a very young decor. Look at, and he also said, look at what Jared Anderson, Anderson Dolan is doing. Look at what Gabe Velarde is doing. The kids are coming. And you mentioned scoring. 
I see fans arguing when's Byfield's going to get his chance. When's Quinton Byfield's going to get his chance? You know, second overall, when's he going to get his chance? They did say uh, management at the state of state of the franchise that they are waiting for what's happened, what's going to happen with OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, because uh, Byfield and Kaliev can still go back to the OHL. They're young enough to still go back to the OHL, and they're looking at that option for them as well. So it's still an option. But I would, but Kaliev's got his game up here. I would love to see Quinton Byfield get his call up. And you know the way he's playing, it might happen soon. He is absolutely racking points up for the Ontario Reign. And the way he's playing, he could get his chance soon. The young guys are playing well for the Ontario Reign, and they could easily get their chance up with the team very, very soon. But that was the state of the franchise. And then the other day on Saturday, in like I said, the the trade deadline's coming up. What is it? Over a week away now? A little bit over a week away. The Kings like to make like the Kings. They've been sellers the past few years. We know that. They like we've we know that. But like we know that because of that, the prospect field prospect pool is one of the best, and that they have a lot of draft picks. And you know sometimes you can take a little bit of a flyer on a guy, and. You know, in the offseason, they took a little bit of a flyer on Leah Sanderson. And he's been okay. He's been split time between the Kings and the Ontario Reign. But that was Leah Sanderson from the New York Rangers. Well, Rob Blake decided, you know what? I want to take a little bit of a risk on another guy that has played that's from the Rangers. So on Saturday, and some toughness as well to the team. And that's because on, and that's why on Saturday... Rob Blake went and traded a, one of the Kings' fourth-round picks in this year's draft to the New York Rangers for Brendan Lemieux. So, welcome to the team, first of all, Brendan Lemieux. A tough guy, tougher guy. He's he's what? He's in his fifth season in the NHL, two with Winnipeg. This is third with the Rangers. He's struggled a little bit this year, but he has had seasons where he's put up a few points. You know, he's not the he's not going to put up the most points. He's more of a rough guy. He has a ton of penalty minutes in his five-year career, but two goals, five assists, seven points in thirty games this year. Rangers didn't like it. He couldn't cut. They couldn't cut it, so they sent him to LA. So welcome, Brendan Lemieux, to LA. Uh, in those thirty games this year, fifty-nine points. Or 59 penalty minutes, sorry. So he loves to put up the penalty minutes. Actually, here, Brendan Lemieux, 161 career games played, 22 goals, tw- or, yeah, 21 goals, 22 assists, 43 points, 299 penalty minutes. 299 in 161 career games. So a little bit of toughness Rob Blake brings to the team. And you know, again, sometimes a guy needs another change of scenery. And... It's a flyer that I that I like. I like that Rob Blake is taking chances on guys like this. As again, you may you need this team does need a little bit more toughness as well. We don't have don't really have a tough guy like McDermott. He is a tough guy and he's kind of like yeah sort of thing, right? Like we know our opinion on him. So I like the Kings taking the risk on this on Brendan on Brendan Lemieux. I really like this flyer a lot, and I really think it could work out, and I really hope it could work out. He's still young. He's only, what, 24? Turns 25 this year if he hasn't already. I don't have his birthday in front of me. But he just turned 25. So he's a, this is a flyer on a player that I really like. And I really think 
this could go well for the LA Kings, a team that needs a little bit more toughness. And I really like the move a lot by general manager Rob Blake. And now, again, we're just over a week away from the trade deadline. What's going to happen? Is follow going to get traded? Is Quick going to get traded? Are the Kings going to make a big splash by trading one of those guys? It's That's yet to be seen. We'll just have to wait and see. But there's still tons of time. And as you know, once something happens, we will break it down right here at the Kings Den. This has been episode 33 of season 2 of the Kings Den. Thank you so much for joining us as always. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the Kings Den, THPN. Of course, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy. Of course, we are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So don't forget to follow Hockey Podcast Network on all socials, on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. On Facebook, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. On YouTube, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. Or don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and so much more. Also, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not just the King's Den, but to every other great podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone is just killing it, doing so well. Go check us out. We have podcasts for all 31 NHL NHL teams. We have a, a couple of AHL podcasts, and we have a bunch of original shows, including Tales with TR, former NHLer Terry Ryan, House of Hockey, and so much more. So definitely go check them all out as well. Everyone is just Killing it. I believe Terry Ryan on his podcast, he just had Paul Bissonette, Bisnasty. He just had a uh, another big guest as well that escapes my mind. So definitely go check that all out as well. I hope you have a great start to your week. I hope you enjoy these Kings games coming up. I hope you had a great weekend. But uh, now I hope you have a great start to your week. Enjoy the Kings games this week. Uh, be nice to people. Stay safe. And we will talk to you on Thursday for episode 34 of season 3 of the Kings.